Hello, Cedar Valley Baptist Church Sunday School class. Here I am again with another Sunday School lesson. It's July 4th week, and I hope you enjoy your uh, holiday weekend. Uh, just let me uh, give you one word to always keep in your mind during this weekend. Sunscreen. So uh, when you're out there on the lake or at the pool or out doing whatever, put sunscreen on because you're going to burn your buns because it's uh, uh, very hot uh, this weekend. So uh, be careful. Um, this, uh, morning we wanted to, uh, talk a little bit, kind of change subject, change direction a little bit, start a new, uh, series, and, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, something that's going on in the world today, and we're going to talk about it, uh, talk about, uh, what the problems are, what the issues are, and then we're going to go into, uh, a little more detail in a certain part of the Bible, which we'll talk about when we get there, uh, to, uh, uh, go through some uh, biblical teaching on uh, how to fight some of these things and to think about them in a certain way. Uh, we're going to be start out in 2 Timothy 4, verses 3 through 4. Um, this is Paul talking to uh, um, believers at this time when he says, The time will come when believers, that's you and me, will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itchy ears, they will heap up themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to fables. And uh, what we want to talk about today is uh, in America as a whole, or as, a, as you see a generation coming on that has, that has grown up uh, being taught a certain way, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's easy to be led astray by false truths or half-truths. Um, and, uh, and we can see by the way the world is, that uh, people are believing certain truths uh, uh, and uh, they're not really biblical truths. Uh, you, you, know, the, you know, I've said a million times that today's time, uh, people say the truth is whatever you make it. No, there's absolute truth and then there's what you compromise to believe because, to uh, fit your own habits and the things you want to do. Um, so, uh, you know, before we lose a generation, that's why it's so important uh, that we teach youth, teach kids, and bring them up in the right way, um, that uh, uh, they learn what the truth is. And especially during this time of uh, COVID, when we're not in church, we're not having Sunday school, it's very hard to get the kids and teach the kids, um, uh, you know, the truth because of that generation uh, is, is not getting the teaching they need. So uh, what we want to talk about and, and, and initially talk about is how the world uh, is changing what the Bible says about grace a little bit. And uh, we're in what, what I'd call a hyper-grace age. And, uh, and it's distorting the message of grace in the church. And, and that's the biggest problem we have today. Uh, and let me, let me explain what I mean by that. The most powerful and significant and liberating message ever given to the human race was what? Was grace. Uh, where the Christian life is established on it. It's the foundation of a who we are. It's the foundation of a truth. Um, we emphasize and, and we, um, you know, about what Christ did for us on the cross and what the Holy Spirit does in us on a daily basis. And it's all because of grace, because He loved us. And, uh, and Paul declared in 2 Corinthians five seventeen through 21, says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. That we, 
uh, might become the righteousness of God in him. Um, you know, that uh, uh, when you're talking about the he, he, he is, uh, uh, is us. We're a new creature in our spirit, in the spiritual man. Uh, we uh, have been given the righteousness of, of God in our spirit. Uh, and that describes, and I'm going to talk about our legal position, you know, and, you know, just don't get caught up in the terms I'm using. But legally, Christ paid our debt, and, uh, um, and, and in doing that, we're fully acceptable, up to God, uh, fully acceptable to God. Um, and we have the authority to use the name of Jesus uh, with the Holy Spirit indwelling in us, and that enables us to uh, um, resist sin and, and to stay in the Christian walk as we should. And uh, you know, and, and have that right relationship with the Lord through uh, prayer and, and loving others uh, truthfully and honestly, and and when we talk about the old things being passed away, and uh, we're under uh, all those old things that we were accountable for have been legally taken care of through what Christ did for us. He paid the penalty for that sin, and and we're and if we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. Uh, sin does not have dominion over us anymore. It doesn't have power over us. Okay? So you, you ask the question, so what's the problem? Um, you know, uh, man, you and me, in our natural tendencies, like to distort the truth to get our way. Right? Uh, and it's the, uh, uh, the fundamental problem that we're running into when we talk about grace. Um when we talk about uh, the crisis of our time, it even goes into talking about it in Jude's time. So even in the Bible times when they, uh, when all this was going on, it was still becoming a problem. And uh, if you go to Jude uh, 3 and 4, he says, I find it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness. Now think about this. Within one generation of Jesus' resurrection, this was already going on. Um, so the battle had already started. Satan had already tried to infiltrate to uh, water down the truth. Uh, and Jude wanted everybody to know that uh, don't let this go unnoticed. Uh, that, you know, that we as believers... Uh, we're gifted through the Holy Spirit to understand scriptures, to understand where the Spirit's working. And, uh, uh, you know, we need to make sure that we have um, godly leaders that believe in the truth, godly pastors that believe in the truth, and I think we do, um, and not let the uh, message of grace be uh, compromised uh, into uh, what we want it to be. Um, and, you know, a lot of these false teachers, false preachers, uh, they twist uh, what the truth is in the Bible to make it sound great for us. Um, and, and that helps us to accept some of the things that we shouldn't accept because they're not the truth. Um, you know, it appears godly on the outside, but uh, is not on the inside. Uh, and we justify ungodly things that go on in our life uh, because we can say, well, I'm covered with grace, so it's okay. No, it's not okay. Um, so we have to be uh, careful that we don't let our Christian life, our church life, and all those things 
uh, be compromised uh, based on the popular teaching of the time or the popular lifestyles of the time. Um, you know, and, and we need to make sure that we understand what the Scripture says, we understand what the truth says, and, uh, and we live by those. Uh, and, and I'm going to give some examples uh, uh, that we're talking about here. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you go hate all these people. I think you love them, and uh, you've got to help them understand the truth. And when you're talking about, uh, you know, the, the biggies, when you talk about um, homosexuality, I know that uh, everybody has a free choice. That's just the way God created us, but it's not acceptable. Um, uh, it doesn't mean you go, uh, you know, shoot them all. I mean, I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying that people have a choice to make their own decision. Uh, and as Christians, uh, we ought to have the freedom to say, you know, I love you, I care about you, but I don't agree with your lifestyle, and this is why. And uh, and and help them to understand that uh, that lifestyle is not the way God created it. Um, you know, look about it, think about abortion. That's wrong as well. And uh, uh, how can you justify that uh, that that's acceptable? Um, it is not. Um, and we need to make sure that people understand the truth about that. I understand that women want to have the right to do what they want to, but uh, uh, you know, when you uh, you know they have a right uh, in. 99% of situations that uh, to abstain. So, uh, uh, you know, just have to be careful about those things and understand when people go through those things. And, that, you know, there may be a lady that's, that's been through that. It doesn't mean you condemn them for that. You love them, you help them, and, uh, and help them to understand the truth of what God's Word says. Uh, and, you know, and then we can, we can go through here and look at, list all kinds of things that are going on in the world today when you look at... Uh, um, the perversion that you see now on, you know, on TV, uh, you know, I was, you know, if you look through Netflix, let's say, and you want to watch a movie, and you look at the ratings on all of them, there's nothing anymore that's not rated mature or R. So think about, you know, in the last 20 years, how did rating on movies change? Because the world's pushing us to accept lust, lewdness, um, you know, murder and aggression as, you know, everyday thing now. So it's not as uh, a big issue for us to have to deal with those things. So uh, uh, we have to be careful that we don't fall into that category and our spiritualness is seared over because of what society is trying to push on us, okay? Um, you know, we are freely... Uh, forgiven uh, by Jesus, and He blesses us in all circumstances. But uh, uh, let me uh, let me go on and talk about uh, uh, something else here uh, on how we separate the two. Right, so let's talk about uh, uh, this grace and 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 what it means as us as Christians. Um, you know, Mark twelve thirty says we're supposed to love the Lord our God with all the heart, soul, mind, and strength. So the Lord wants us to love Him wholeheartedly. Um, you know why? Because that's the same way He loves us, with all His heart, mind, and strength. And uh, and that was the uh, uh, when you look at the first commandment that He came, uh, that He uh, delivered. Uh, what was it? To love the Lord your God. So uh, uh, the core reality of of uh, you know all all we're talking about 
is that uh, uh, if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, then you're all in. And, uh, um, you know, your heart is always uh, yielded toward love for God. Your mind, so you're always thinking about His truth and His scriptures and trying to uh, uh, understand what those are. Uh, your strength, that means your actions are going to portray what those are. Uh, and you try to live by those things. And, uh, and when we do that, then we are portraying who we're supposed to be reflecting, which is Jesus Christ. And uh, when we think about that grace, uh, you know, it's a wonderful thing for us, but it goes much deeper than what we think uh, of just a pardon for our sins. And uh, uh, when we think about uh, uh, those things, let's look at our, uh, what I'll call our position, position of what we're doing and, and how we're living our life, okay? Um, you know, we have a, a legal position that Christ uh, paid our debt. That's a legal contract that if we accept him as our Savior, then uh, he will cover our debts, then we're free from those debts, okay? Uh, and, uh, and that's something that was done in the past. When we accept him in our, uh, in our life, uh, then uh, uh, he's paid that debt, okay? And then in paying that debt, we also, in the, in the present, uh, we have the Holy Spirit that comes and dwells in us. So uh, our life is changed, and uh, uh, and we're living for uh, Christ, and uh, and through the Holy Spirit living in us, then uh, that's uh, what I'll call a living condition of uh, uh, of how we're supposed to be following after or doing our Christian life. Okay, our mind is renewed, and. Uh, um, you know, and our emotions and the and the and our minds and our hearts are all renewed in the Holy Spirit. Okay, so justification is our legal position because we're justified through Jesus Christ, and, and that's past tense and it's focused on uh, on what Christ did. Sanctification is our living condition, is our present tense. It's focused on our soul. It's focused on uh, uh, of how we're supposed to go through a sanctification process every day through the cleansing of the Word through. Uh, the fellowship of believers that we get together and uh, discuss uh, what God's doing in our lives and we're growing and we're understanding and we're learning. Uh, and then there will become a time uh, when we're exalted through glorification, which is uh, uh, what our body will be uh, renewed. So uh, with uh, when we accept Christ in our life, then that uh, the uh, justification part's already done. Salvation is through uh, accepting Christ for what He did. And uh, and we're in the middle of the sanctification process right now, trying to understand how God wants us to live our life. And it is a uh, cleansing process, which is not easy. And uh, the only way you can um, accomplish this cleansing process is to understand God's truth. And when we, t- we were talking about grace, and when we talk about grace and how the world's uh, changing what the biblical view of grace is, we need to understand that um, uh, grace is freely given to us, but grace is also lived every day uh, when you uh, uh, study His Word and, and and commit your life to Him. And so we don't need to misunderstand that. Okay, Don't get me wrong. Everything's done by Christ to have eternal life through grace, uh, through His love for us, but, uh, um, but we need to understand that more is required of us as Christians. It's not a once and done that we're supposed to be His ambassadors here on this earth uh, 
doing what he has for us to do uh, and growing and being his a good representative for him. You know, and we're going to get into the Sermon on the Mount next week, start talking about these uh, uh, Beatitudes um, because there's grace in each one of those, okay? And we're going to talk about uh, the characteristic that we should be portraying as a Christian and the grace God gives us because we're working to uh, obtain these characteristics. And, uh, uh, and as we get into this, we need to apply them to our own lives and understand um, these characteristics that Christ preached on the Sermon on the Mount so that, uh, uh, that we can be the proper representatives He wants us to be in this time. Now, a lot of these characteristics we talk about when we talk about the Sermon on the Mount is, uh, is not popular in today's society because of the um, changing of the truth of, of God's Word and what grace means in each one of those. So, uh, um, so when we talk about these things like hungering after righteousness, um, you know, it takes a, a, a characteristic that we should, that we should uh, focus our life on, and then there's a grace that we receive afterwards, okay? And, uh, and, and that's what we're talking about this morning, setting up our study for the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, it, it's like, uh, think about this, okay? And, and this is an analogy that we're going to talk about. Let's say a couple gets married, okay? And, uh, in, and after they get married and, and as they're leaving on their honeymoon, uh, the wife asks her husband, um, how far can I go and you won't divorce me? Okay? That's kind of a stupid question, isn't it? Who would ask that kind of question? And, uh, uh, but you ever think about that's how we do in our Christian life? Lord, I accept what you did for me. I give my life to you. But what will you allow me to do and still have this grace? That's typically how we live our Christian life. And uh, um, that's not what you should be. We should be showing so much love that we don't, know what we, we don't try to see how much we can get away with. Uh, we just try to love Him with all we have, all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Um, so uh, uh, when we talk about... Uh, um, God's grace and it being stort, distorted in today's times, um, you know that that uh, uh, a lot of people say if you accept Christ that everything is just love, everything's free, live life the way you want to. God's going to forgive you, uh, and uh, just believe Christ was here on this earth. But that is not what Christ taught. Every time that uh, someone was converted, what did he say? He said, "Go and sin no more." Uh, and, uh, and and I understand that we cannot go and sin no more because we're human, but it's a process of repentance and turning away from sin and, and, and keep doing that until that sin um, doesn't beset you anymore as it was before. And, uh, and as we do that in our Christian life, it's not easy, and a lot of people will just give up. Uh, but we try to do it on our own strength. So we want to rely on the Holy Spirit, rely on God's Word, and all of it, I think a big part of all this and not being able to, to uh, uh, live a life that you should, which nobody does, don't get me wrong, we're all sinful, we all make mistakes, and we all got to uh, walk our own battle and our own uh, life in the presence of the Lord. But um, a lot of us don't apply ourselves to His Word, uh, but a, a lot of us also put ourselves 
in the wrong environments and with the wrong people. Um, and uh, we have to be careful of that as well because we cannot go live as the world and then call ourselves to be Christians. We can't go do as the world does and then call ourselves to be Christians because uh, that's not uh, what God wanted us to do and what Christ called us to do. He called us to be peculiar, to be different, and, uh, uh, and to be an example to the world as we should. So uh, when we think about all this grace that God's given us, uh, let's make sure that we're following after true grace uh, and, and living our lives according to how the world uh, or how the Word says and not how the world uh, wants to portray it because the world wants to compromise it to meet their needs, to meet their uh, the way they're living their lives so they won't feel repentance at all. And uh, that's what we have to be careful of. And so next week, next couple of weeks, we're going to look at um, the characteristics in the uh, Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes uh, and what Christ called someone to do, called their followers to do, and the grace that he's given us because we try to uh, live our life according to that. And if we would just keep those things in our mind and work to live in, in according to those characteristics, uh, you know, when we talk about blessings in life, those are going to be the blessings we see. Uh, the blessings that he talks about on the Sermon on the Mount. Not that we'll win the lottery and have a home on the beach and not have any worries. That's not, um, that's worldly. Uh, what we want to look at is what are eternal blessings. So uh, hang with me. In the next couple of weeks, uh, we'll uh, uh, get through all the Beatitudes and have a lot of things to uh, uh, discuss and talk about. Uh, be safe out there, and we'll talk to you later.